Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. This is a special bonus episode, listener request from Nick Opelouski. And it is the Diesel Network Special Program. Uh, This is awesome. Dave, I am joined here with you as always on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Part of the hosting squad, Uh, you are knocking it out with kicking out a two or should i say super kicking it out um how's everything going over there with you brother good good doing good just cranking out content as always um glad to be able to do this one uh, originally last time we sat down and recorded we were supposed to record this episode and uh, we both had a couple of brain farts and we couldn't find the diesel retrospective on the network and then uh just recently, I was scrolling through, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, I think I found it. And so, uh, yeah, well, we're going to uh, come through for Nick on this special request, um, as always, because he's been a great supporter of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. And if any of you have any special requests you'd like us to cover in watch-along form or in, you know, re- recaps, reviews, um then uh, hit us up in our DMs, uh, Retromania uh, on Facebook, Retromania with a W, as well as our Twitter handle, at RetromaniaPod, um, and we'll cover whatever we can that's on the network. If it's on the network, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. We won't do like four-hour WrestleManias or seven-hour yeah. WrestleManias or, you know, we won't cover document. Maybe we'll recap a documentary. If there's a documentary on the network you like, you want our take on it, we do a recap. We could do that. Um, watch-alongs of, you know, shorter events. Uh, maybe even some, you know, standard two, two-and-a-half-hour pay-per-views but uh you know we'll try to make it happen as best we can for y'all i think we're better with uh these kind of watch-alongs or shorter end reviews you and i did a great series called marking out the days um which uh we reviewed saturday night and wwf superstars um in incongruency for 33 episodes 33 weeks we followed that yes Um, that was great so if anybody wants any content like that please let us know. We're pretty good at uh, breaking stuff down and making it fun for you and uh, giving you something for your ears to uh, have entertainment throughout your day, whatever you're doing. Um, it's it's not your typical wrestling podcast. I mean, we are coming at it from a different spectrum. Uh, we've been watching for 30 plus years uh, equally, Dave and I, and uh, we come at it with a, a good fan's perspective, but also, a, you know, Uh, level ground of the evolution of the game and everything and you can catch up with us on uh, newer episodes like catching up with Dave and Kobe where we kind of uh, give our 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 take on the newer stuff that's come out as well right yeah yeah basically like a current events sort of thing you know at that time uh, uh, you know what's what's going on in WWE AEW uh, we we touched on Ring of Honor so we're gonna try and uh, drop a little drop those a little more um, for you guys try and stay current but also keep up with the nostalgia and the retro format that we have here on Retromania yes absolutely and like Dave said you can find us on any uh, podcasting app by searching Retromania with a W. You can write in to request us uh, some content that you want done or reviewed. Uh, you can write in at retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at retromaniapod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at retromania with a W. And uh, if you like, share, rate, review, and subscribe, it'll help us grow. Um, so if you can do that, that would definitely help us out. Um, we want this to keep growing. We've gotten a lot of listens lately with the uh, with the advent of Cool Truth. Uh, those guys over there breaking down AEW, and uh, as well as Dave knocking it out with the content weekly for kicking out it too. Um, we've got 
a back archive of over well over 280 episodes um probably 400 hours plus of evergreen content for your ears and wrestling knowledge and uh like i said always making it fun and entertaining for you the listener yeah and i want to thank yes indeed and i want to thank the listener nick opelowski for always being there and uh giving us something to uh, to, to roll off the top with. Uh, Dave and I have always got some content to uh, work with when Nick is uh, requesting a book in the territory, brother. Yeah, and if you want to book the territory, like I said, just, you know, drop us a DM, you know, let us know. Like, hey, you know, we'd like for you to cover this, you know. Just, you know, it, it's not Nick's territory. It's everyone's territory. So book the territory with us on Retromania. Absolutely. Um, Dave... You want to get into this episode, this um, special of the devil, the diesel, the devil, devil, the How evil devil diesel, evil devil. That? That's I got this new character, pal. His name is Evil Devil. He's kind of like Evil Knievel, but he's like a pseudo devil, but he's super big. And, and he uh, and he and he operates like a diesel truck. But we're not gonna call him Diesel. Devil. We're gonna call him Devil, goddamn it, pal. Yeah. He's kind of like Russian. It's the the S is replaced with a V, pal. <laughs> Devil. In Russia. And he'll Devil be the Trump. next WWE Devil champion. <laughs> oh God. All right, we're getting so anyhow, yeah, we're, we're yeah. jumping the shark a little bit, but um, so this actually is not a original WWE Network produced um, documentary. This came out in 1995 um, as a part of Coliseum Home Video, that was uh, the WWE's uh, um, video distribution. So they brought classics. a lot of these old, yeah, they brought a lot of these old uh, Coliseum Home Video classics to the network. Um, I used to rent a lot of this stuff in the video store. I never saw this one in particular, but um, this I was just this... going to ask. I never saw this one in particular in uh, Blockbusters or Purple Ponymuses or uh, no. West Coast videos. I used to um, see a lot of like Super Tape or WrestleFest. Um, Rampage then, 1992. And, yeah, Rampage. I remember seeing a few of those, but like, you know, there's all different kinds. If you want some like old fun content, um, you know, check out some of the old classics here. So, what you're going to do is now. Kobe and I, before we were on air, we were trying to figure out where this thing actually is. Because Kobe's watching this off of a desktop computer. I'm watching this off of my television in front of me in the studio. Um, So if you're watching this on a TV, whether it's a smart TV or what have you, you'll go to WWE Network. Hopefully you're logged in. You'll go to the space bar on the left-hand side. Click Originals. When you click Originals, then you're going to click on Featured. You're going to scroll down, and to the bottom right, it's WWE Home Video Classics. You'll see the logo on the right. It's the last one. Once you get in there, there's the first row that says WWF Golden Era, and then there's a second row that says WWE or WWE New Generation. You'll click on, or you'll scroll down to New Generation, and it just says Diesel from, what's the date, Kobe? Uh, this is August 14th, 1995. Yeah, it's the second one. So there's an Undertaker one, then there's a Diesel one, the second one. And this goes 55 minutes and 38 seconds. Now, Kobe, why don't you explain to the listeners if they're watching it from a desktop computer or a laptop computer because the interfaces are different, Where how you can find this so you can watch along with us. Now, you see under the scroll bar where Dave is talking about underneath the network uh drop down there's featured and originals in the same place just click on originals and go all the way down you're going to see wwf or wwe coliseum home video classics and there's a long section there you're just going to scroll across until you see the one called diesel and that's it uh, there's nothing special about it it's just called diesel um i mean there's <laughs> There's plenty of other ones there that are like have clever names, but this is just like Whack'em Smack'em or yeah, this body just slammers Diesel, and it's yeah, August fourteenth, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, like I said, it goes fifty five minutes, thirty eight seconds. And um, uh, if you're hitting play with us, you're also gonna get an ad probably around this time. Um, yeah, if the WWE Network is congruent with what we're going through, so uh, skip that ad, press pause. And wait for the zero marker. And then, Dave, how do we get started to watch along with us? And you don't always have to watch along with us, but you can listen along with us because we always make it fun 
and entertaining for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you can't watch along, listen along. Listen, uh, you know, Kobe and I, we tend to strike up some pretty decent conversations. Hopefully, we can entertain you. But if you want to watch along with us, that's great too. Um, that's the whole point of a watch along. So, um, you know, what I'll have you do when I say play, you'll click play, um, and then from time to time we'll, uh, you know give you a timestamp uh just let you know where we're at in case you know for whatever reason technology isn't your best friend or it's uh you know it's giving you a hard time so you can catch it's, up with it's us. swerving you bro yeah if it's swerving you if it's if, if it did a double cross or you know it it, it it switched to finish on you then you know by all means um we'll, we'll from time to time do the um the uh the timestamp but i'll give you a countdown i'll say play click play with us and then we will be on our way to uh this diesel retrospective five four three two one go 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 we got nice the old coliseum home video um logo and the uh the entrance of one big daddy cool diesel wah, wah. and this is like bef- like he has his theme yep. officially he now. does this is the dun, 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 yeah. he's got like that harmonica yeah, and everything that, like walker texas ranger renegade yeah. you know kind of why was everything in tv around that time so sultry and like we had Touched by an Angel, The Heat of the Night. Um, Silk Stockings. You know, yeah, everything was so like, wah, 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 sexy. Yeah. It was the Bill Clinton era, right? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I did not have sexual relations with that young woman. But someone who did have lots of sexual relations <laughs> with women right here is Sweet Stan Lane from the Midnight yes, Express indeed. with his short-lived run as a commentator. Um, Very sweet. Yeah. Um, Stan Lane, uh, my first exposure to Midnight Express was with Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Um, All right. Everyone knows, you know, Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry, but Stan here, good look. Um, Didn't really, excuse me, didn't really know he had the chops to... uh, Didn't last too long either here. From what I've heard, stories I've heard over the years, he just didn't didn't really mesh real well. Um, Nice guy, worked hard, but just to... Talking was not his strong suit, um, and that's what ends up happening. Yeah, but um, yeah, the first match here, Brett and Diesel, Diesel Royal Rumble '95. Um, yeah, this is building uh, some some long-awaited feud here. Uh, this is a storyline uh, going in from uh, I guess King of the Ring 1994. Yeah, kind of, right? I mean, they, they they touch on that because they you know they had that match at King of the Ring '94, Brett and Diesel and. Um, the finish came when Diesel had Brett in the jackknife, nailed it on him, and Brett had Jim the Anvil Nightheart in his corner, who was counteracting Shawn Michaels in Diesel's corner. And out of nowhere, Anvil jumps in, wrecks Diesel, costing Brett the title, or the match, still kept the title. Um, but really, that was all done so that Owen... Brett's younger brother could get an opportunity at the WWF Championship uh, after winning the King of the Ring tournament with help from the Anvil later in the evening. So, um, but then, uh, you know, uh, later in the year, Brett would lose the title to Backlund, Bob Backlund at Survivor Series in a submission match when uh, Helen Hart was uh, w- was convinced by Owen Hart to throw in the towel for Brett. Um, but that, but that's due. No, not Stu. He not Stu. What are you doing? I told you. He... I needed to clean up the cat shit. Yeah. Martha, Martha, just go make some sandwiches. Um, but, yeah, then so then Helen threw in the towel. Brett lost the title. But, you know, just a few uh, a few short, uh, uh, you know. Uh, days, days later. Four later, days yeah, later. Diesel would end up winning the title, which, as a kid, I was I was surprised. I was like, "Wow, I didn't see that coming!" Like Diesel, and I was not like the yeah. biggest Diesel fan. With Sh- I mean, I liked the presentation with him and Sean, but like he didn't really stick out to me. But I don't know what it was about him when I was younger. But after he won that title, and no, he was Big Daddy Cool. I was like, there was, there was just, just something, something about, about him, him that, that like, like I related, I related to, to that like I liked, I liked about, about him. him. Like I don't know, he was just cool. cool. You know, you know he, he, people, I don't know, he was just cool. Interesting. You know, he, yeah. he, um, people hate yeah. him because he's not the most skilled wrestler and, you know, whatever. You can, you know, you have your preferences. You know, he's not doing seven-star matches in a Tokyo Dome, but that's not... Well, a- Dave, he is seven feet tall, 317 pounds of raw power, best described as the legendary Diesel. Yes. 
in this home video classic, celebrating the Big Daddy Cool from Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart to monsters like King Kong Bundy. See the master of cool in this thunderous action against the toughest opponents in the WWE's new generation. He was the leader of the new generation, right? Yeah, well, yeah, for a time <laughs> or two he was. I mean, I think, honestly, most fans looked at Bret as probably that flag bearer, even though Diesel was the champion. Um, Brett was Brett was established in, in a top spot for a couple of years, uh, from you know late ninety two, um, you know, throughout ninety three and then most of ninety four. So um, you know, I think people people accepted Diesel, but you know, wrestling was different during this time. It wasn't as it wasn't as hot. It was ninety five. It was a year following the steroid trial. Wrestling was I've always said ninety in the dark. Yeah, ages. I've always said ninety three and ninety five were like two of the worst years overall from like a creative aspect with wrestling. But you have some hidden gems, you know. People yes, people lump in ninety four as a part of that. You know, especially for the WWF is some of the worst years. But I, there's some stuff in ninety four that I thought was excellent, um, and really wasn't that bad of a year when it comes to quality of wrestling and the storylines. But ninety five it just got worse, except for this match. Mm -hmm here um you know how can it be bad when it comes to you know brett and i'm not the biggest brett guy personally now for what he has to say about individuals but um you know when it comes to really his, when it comes to when it comes to his work it speaks for itself I, i'm not going to knock the guy <laughs> for his work by any means now this is this is definitely uh this is one of the better matches that they had uh they end up having one more correct yeah the, at the end of 95 they wrestled at uh, survivor series for the title so this is the beginning of the year this is kind of like setting that marker yeah. if you will uh, like you said in the darker days we didn't get too much of a wrestling enthusiast or like i, I don't know like Brett had good matches against backland but it wasn't what we needed at the time was that um, you know, and like Diesel against on his run in that year, um, it just wasn't like against Mabel. Like what, you know, what was that about? You know, those weren't like the best matches that were suitable for the time. Uh, we were working on a route that way, I guess. But um, <clears throat> yeah, this is one of the standout ones. Oh, this match? Yeah, for sure. Um, if you're talking the Bob Backlund match from WrestleMania, that's fucking horrible. Like, yeah, that's terrible. I'm talking about, like, yeah, we're going, like, a year, you know, WrestleMania 10 through 12, which you're talking about, or 11, I guess, at least for these years. Oh, when um, it comes to Brett's work? Yeah. yeah I mean, you look at, let's look at his... Let's look at his resume in terms of big, big matches from, like, the time he won the title at WrestleMania 10 up until, let's say, the time he lost the title. Um well, yeah, let's say let's go to WrestleMania 12, okay? We'll, we'll go WrestleMania 12. So we're looking at, you know, Brett Brett having the match with Owen at WrestleMania 10 and then that match with Yoko which was really nothing to write home about, but the moment that him winning is what people most remember. Then you got the King sure. of the Ring match with Diesel, okay? Great stuff there. Um, the cage match with Owen at SummerSlam, fantastic. Um the, the 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 match with Bob Backlund Survivor Series was a good match, but it wasn't one of my favorites, but still good nonetheless. He had this match with Diesel, the bat, the Backlund match at WrestleMania sucked a big fat dick. Excuse my language. <laughs> um, didn't really care for that, um, but you know, in '95 was a weird year for Brett because he wasn't in the top spot. But he was his his credibility and his work was there he was to help still get other, the business. Yeah. other people yeah. over. So after D, yep. after Backlund, it was he worked with Hakushi, which was great. Okay, and he worked with Lawler, and that was some fun stuff too. But after that, it just kind of dropped off. He worked with Isaac Yankum, the dentist. He worked with the pirate Jean Pierre Lafitte. You know, and then he yeah, and it was putting these stale characters over. Yeah, and then he um, got back on track when he beat Diesel later this year for the belt. Uh, and then he had that great match with Davy Boy the following month at the In Your House pay-per-view. But one match I forgot to mention that's not even a pay-per-view match, but it's talked about as most people consider this the greatest match in Monday Night Raw history, is the match with the 1-2-3 Kid in the summer of 94. Oh, yeah. Um, ex, you know, Sean Waltman has said numerous times that that was his greatest wrestling match he's ever had, and he, you know, Brett gave him so much. And it was a great match. It's like a 13-minute banger between... Uh, yeah. 
Oh, wow. Earl Hebner pulling the hair of Bret Hart right there. Yeah, Earl Earl wasn't afraid to, to mix it up for sure. But uh, There we go, Dive. We were talking about that on our Catching Up episode. That's the illustrious Dive that we see that's classic from uh, Bret Hart that was kind of like a watermark of this period because like we we're just talking about on this subject, I think Bret is a showcase, the uh, big night here for this era of 1995, 1994, these dark days yeah. of putting on hell of a showcase of a fucking match. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, and, and this is a period of time, too, where Brett has said, and I'm sure because you've read his book, too, um, you know, where he had said that... Um, I got it. Some of the some of the pages are stuck together. Wayne. I'm sure they are, knowing you. Um, <laughs> big Brett Mark that you are. Um, he talks a lot about how this year wasn't the best for him in terms of, you know... Um, his creative and he felt like he was kind of being phased back but that's every top guy and i mean yeah um you know every top guy that has a run with the belt to get phased back at some point um and i feel that from what you were talking about putting over isaac Eggham, hakushi jerry lawler but we got to put over guys that are uh, that are next in line which built up diesel which without this run he would never be the guy that would go over to wcw and become kevin nash right you know? No, I don't think so. Honestly, I mean, I think he needed to establish himself as a. I mean, if he didn't have this run as the heavyweight champion with the title, I don't think his his role in the NWO would have been as impactful. I'm not saying he wouldn't his have been stature successful. in wrestling. I don't think would yeah. be that impactful I mean, either. I mean, Diesel and the, the Diesel run and with the championship got him to the dance. But what put him on the? Yes. But what kept him? You know, what kept him on the map was. Was the the NWO stuff for sure? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And regardless of what you say of creative control or booking or what ideas he had or didn't have, once he built this position, like you said, of having this title, people like you, people like me, when I, we were younger, we recognized there's something about this guy. He's got some swag. There's something about him. That's what's kept him in this position uh, for so long. I was in the seventh grade. Um, was I sixth or seventh grade? I might have been sixth grade. Okay, I think I was in the sixth grade when this. This is ninety five. Yeah, I was in sixth grade when this match occurred, and I started growing my hair out long because I thought it was cool, like Diesel. You know, mm. I don't know mm-hmm. which what it was. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I could relate to him. I was in, in, in at least in middle school. I was one of the taller kids. I played basketball, so a lot of people thought, you know, oh Rosenbluth's tall. Um, and I still get that to this day uh, with some people. But um, I just felt like I could relate to him. I thought he was just pretty, like, he was cool. Excuse me. He's a young Yeah, very my much. Apologies. Um, big, big daddy cool. Yeah. You know, he, he, he definitely fit that, filled that. He felt name. like the other, aside from him being so tall, he, he felt like this just, like, blue-collar regular guy that just likes to fight. You know? Mm-hmm. Like... He didn't. He didn't have a whole lot of gimmicks, and his character wasn't super over the top. He just, you know, he. Oh, he's going. For, oh, I thought he was going for the jackknife. I was like, that's pretty early. No, big backbreaker though. Um. But yeah, I just I had this. There was this quality about him that I related with, and yeah, that that, and I've always felt like. When it comes to him, he gets a lot of unfair criticism because of this, because of his work in the ring, because he's not one of those, you know, mat wrestlers, and you know the reputation he has gained over the years for his, you know, backstage politics, and but he's one of the smartest guys in wrestling in terms of how he, um, absolutely, how how he's been able to stay relevant, and um, looks like they just flash forward in in this match. So it looks like they're not showing this full match here. Um, but okay, yeah, yeah, he's definitely one of the guys that stayed relevant. Um, you could definitely, you know, the matches that he's had are probably, a, a, you know, one quarter quad. Uh, oh God, <laughs> of a full quad. <laughs> poor, poor guy. Yeah, sorry. No, that's all good. Um, now, uh, oh, looks like he's hurting there as well. Um, yeah, Brett's working the knee. But- yeah, definitely. Um, but this is um, when him and Brett worked, great stuff. When he and Sean worked, great stuff. I'm, I'm sure we're going to see a Shawn Michaels match on this uh, tape as well. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, this is him coming into the full front just a month or two off of uh, his his title victory mm -hmm. or his title run. Yeah. yeah, his initial title run. I think what was great about you know Diesel working with smaller guys is that like Diesel played the role of the big guy very well. He knew how to work like a big guy. He didn't do anything extra, you know, mm -mm. like. With all due respect to bigger guys now, like let's say for instance, like a like a Braun Strowman. All right, he's an impressive dude. He's a big guy, and there are times when he works like a big guy. But then there are other times he does things that big guys normally don't do. But he does it a right. lot, you know. Yeah. So then it's to the point where it's like, all right, there's nothing special about you because you're doing something that a guy 200 pounds lighter than you it can do. You know, is it cool? Yes. But when you see that shit all the time, it's like, all right. I, I've seen Correct. that. Also, also his move is the jackknife powerbomb, and what do we just see him wearing over on Brett right there is the back and the kip, the hips and the kidney. Yeah. Uh, you know, big boots there, fists. It's 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 psychology. Yeah. Um, definitely something uh, you know we don't get from a lot of uh, wrestling nowadays. Guys have like their signature five moves. We don't understand why. Brett had those five moves, and Diesel has those five moves because they set up for his uh, his finish and a reason why he's working a certain area. I don't know if I've said this to you, but I've always and, and maybe um, maybe it's because I'm not smart enough when it comes to this, but Brett's always been very critical of like let's say for instance like Ric Flair that like oh Ric Flair's not a great worker. He does the same thing over and over again. He has a routine. Everyone's got a routine. Well, yeah, I think Brad had a routine. I think that's been, yeah, you know? blown out of perspective. Like, I think he understands that, but I think more creativity is what he's talking about. There's a difference in each. Uh, I, you know, I'm just going to back him on that one for, yeah, as okay. far as like right, you the sake that. of context. Pa for the, pages are stuck for together the, in your book. Yep. <laughs> but for the sake of context, Ooh, sure, like sure. right now, yeah, he's working over the leg, and he continuously goes for that. Of course, he's going to work over the leg, and anybody else. Oh, this is here comes oh, I forgot over. about oh, this. This oh. is the fucked up finish where everybody jumps in. But they, so they had two fucked up finishes now. Yeah, but I mean, well, not fucked up, but I mean, like it was just it was meant to be. The, right. the finishes were meant to go down like that, but um, yes. Yeah, and I'm guessing I wouldn't say it was to protect Brett, but. Um, Maybe it was to protect Diesel? I don't know. I think it was to protect Diesel and to not let Brett down because he's still at a, a star at this point and he has to go against Backlund at WrestleMania 11. Uh -huh. This is a tricky uh, way of booking and setting it up. See, that was, that was weird to me because it was Owen that screwed Brett at Survivor Series. Yep. And it yep. was Owen here that's trying to screw Brett now. So why would he and they not want have to done the steel cage then? But it would have taken away from the title match at WrestleMania, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, if if they did something different, um, shit, even a ladder match, you know, two of them wrestling in a ladder match to determine the number one contender for the WWF Championship, you know, that would have been kind of cool. Right. Um, but I've always felt like Brett and Owen should have had their blow off match um, at WrestleMania 11, and not Brett and Bob Backlund because. Backlund was just, you know, like the third wheel, I felt like. Um, yeah, why not a submission match between Brett and... Uh, and Owen? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. Or maybe even like a... like Well, actually it was 95. They didn't they didn't draw blood in 95, uh, unless it was hard way. I was going to say, maybe they, were they could have done something with Brett and Owen, similar to Brett and Steve Austin, that I quit, that submission match, with no disqualifications mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from WrestleMania 13. That, yep. that would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, Diesel here rolling over for the cover. And the ref still letting it go. Earl Hebner. Yeah, I think on commentary, too, if I'm not mistaken, I think Vince even had said something to the effect of, um, you know, like the referee. We must have a winner. Yeah, like the referee, the referee knows how important this match is. You know, the stakes are, you know, the stakes are high. The referee's going to let this match continue. I don't know. I feel like I'm in New Japan 2018 to 2020 now. Why is that? <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, the referee red shoes will let a DQ or type of chair shop inter interfere, and he'll be witness to it, and he'll just kind of let it go if it's not 
disrupting the match, but if it does disrupt the match, he won't make the pinfall. It's it's a little different. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I mean, sometimes he'll be knocked out, too. So, uh, And sometimes he'll be knocked out, too. So you get the other aspect of it. It's like... Gotcha. Uh, you know, okay. like the evolution of wrestling, man. Yep. We've talked about it plenty on Catching Up. Um, this is a great slugfest, though. Uh, Diesel, always a good puncher, I think. And that's what always made a, a solid wrestler for me, too, is throwing those punches. Brett can throw a solid punch. Diesel can throw a great punch, too. Yeah, I mean, it was realistic, you know? Like, D- Brett, and, or I'm sorry, with Diesel, like, his work was just really, he's a big guy. Like, he's not going to do a whole lot. He ain't jumping off the top rope. Like, if you think, like, he's not qualified as a wrestler because he doesn't do all these flip, like, give me a fucking break. Like, you know, he's a big dude. You can throw punches, throw elbows, kicks, you know, kicks in the corner, you know, power moves. Like, that's what big guys do. You know, I, 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 I never really understood, like, as cool as it is to see a big guy do something, like a, like a big high spot, at the same time, like, Work like a freaking big guy, you know. And exactly. I, I feel like that's been uh, that's been lost in recent years, you know. And if you work, and, sure. and if you do something high spot, you better make it look good. Like you know, like under like the Undertakers and Canes of the world, you know, those guys did high spot stuff, but that stuff was they 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 were good at it, you know. So. Yeah, they, they pick and chose their spots. And then here we have Brett feigning an injury. Playing possum. Good stuff here. Playing possum. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the whole playing possum thing was a similar finish at Survivor Series in 1995. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, that's how Brett won the title from Diesel. Yeah, uh, roll up. So here we go. The exact roll One. up to kick out so it's a good callback for this to happen midway through their rivalry and then uh months later eventually having the finish be Mm -hmm. that move oh yeah reversal oh there's the ref actually a ref bump and earl hart hebner always holding his uh acid reflux and Who we got? We, got, that we got some noise. Oh, oh Shawn Shawn. Michaels. Ah. Shawn Michaels. Bob Backlund. Owen and Bob. Yep. Oh, who else? What's this? Jeff Jarrett? And the roadie? And the roadie. Yep. Interesting. All the boys. Interesting. All these guys going after it. And I think this is where the finish ends, where, you know, the ref, the referees, the officials, they call the match. Um, call them for the bell. Yep. Because there's too much going on. Yep, they definitely did. Now we got to... Little uh, highlight package of some of Diesel's. Oh, with the King's Crown. And yep, there's the the Bob Backlund Jackknife. Diesel and Jeff Jarrett. Looks like they don't even give us a date. Yeah, it looks like this is from an episode of Monday Night Raw. So this must be after um, the Royal Rumble match with Brett. Might even be, you know what? Honestly, I think this was the night after. Cause now that I'm thinking right after of, this, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, if I remember correctly, I think that's why Jarrett got involved in the match. Okay. Uh, so this is I, a quick. This is a quick turnaround for this uh, Coliseum Home Classic, huh? Yep. Diesel going right into him there. Big time, Jeff Jarrett. Um, wh- wh- what are your thoughts on Jeff Jarrett? Um. <laughs> At around this time. Around this time. Okay. Yes. Um, as, 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 as the the fan in me, yeah, I didn't like yeah. him. Like as a heel, like he, you know, I wanted to see the good guys beat him up. Um, the country music thing. He was kind of like a throwback to honky tonk man for me. With like, you know, uh-huh. he, would, he would promise forever that he's gonna sing and he's gonna, you know, reveal to the world his country music skills. Just like when honky he's got Tonk got the number one album. Yeah, and honky tonk man would do the same thing. He was like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna sing for you, and then he never would, you know, and it would just, it would just continue. Um, the 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 presentation with Rhodey, I thought that was, you know. It made sense because he's a singer, and you know, he needs a needs a guy to, you know, do all the the stuff that you know musicians need. You know, roadies, you know, mm-hmm. moving the road cases around and the musical equipment, shit like that. So like, it made sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't really have. 
too much good or bad when it came to Jeff Jarrett. Um, what about you? Um, honestly, the gimmick, everything with the storyline with Rhodey, all great. Um, I just think Jarrett is somewhat too vanilla, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I like his... There's matches like this, the one that he's had with um, Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam, the other with, you know, Razor. Um, but at the time, just something has never been there as far as, like, the edge for, like, what, you know, like, he's just a slimy, like... like He's like a little chicken shit, shit weasel heel. Yeah, 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 and I could always use an edge for a heel. And I, and, um, and I think he sense. gained that later in his career when he, yes, you know, when he cut his hair and he got the lost the yes, match to X China stuff, the China yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, like I thought, like he was, I thought he was on fire at that. That's point. That's when he had like the slap nuts. Yeah, yes. and then he's when not he, chosen one level, but he's definitely you know right underneath there. Now, did I think he should have been world champion? Mm. At the time, I was okay with it when he won the WCW title um, and working with guys like Booker T because um, I wanted to see some fresh faces in the mix. But, you know, in hindsight, looking back on it now, maybe it wasn't the best choice. No, I, I mean, I was kind of down with it too because I liked the underdog coming up. Like you said, just the guy like that had the potential and all of a sudden winning that title and being like, oh, yes, I can see him with it now. Yeah. Um, it made sense. But the carrying on with the slap nuts and the chosen one and, and the endless promos of it, it needed to be short and sweet and he needed to be that snaky, vicious guy. Yeah. You know? Um, kind of like a uh, 1B to uh, Stone Cold, but in a. A chicken shit heel way. Yeah. Oh, look at this there. Hebner getting involved. <laughs> Hebner getting involved again. Pulling the hair of Brett and then kicking over the road dog. I'm surprised that... Uh, oh, I was going to say... Forward. Flash forward. again. So I was, I was just going to say, yeah. I'm surprised that you know this match is as long as it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they just skipped a commercial break right there. Yep. And uh, we are back into action. And... The story between the Road Dog and Jeff Jarrett at this time was great. Um, it was definitely something I wanted to see as a kid because I was like, oh, wow, that's the guy who actually sang the song, even though I wasn't worried about the song. But, you know, it, it, the the storylines that they had on Superstars about how he was screwed over and he always took money from him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, that was some good background stuff. Yeah, they had some there was some potential there. And then. Um... As quickly as that that storyline came to be, it ended literally like that evening. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the story. They did the yes. they did the angle. Have you heard it? Yeah, and they they rode off in the sunset that night. Correct. Yeah. They, explain. Explain. No. Well, like you know, they they started the angle where you know, Rody cost Jarrett the title. Uh, the the same night that he had the 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 musical performance, and then. Uh, they just left the building and they were like, yeah, we're done. We quit. They kind of like gave their notice. I think they were, they were, they were told they were going to get contracts with WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Jerry Jarrett had, you know, promised them deals with WCW for whatever reason. And he wasn't even working for them at the time. For whatever reason, they said, all right, we're leaving. And so they were going to go make more money. And then it just, it, it never came to be. Jarrett would end up coming. Rhodey would end up coming back. I think like maybe a year later. Jarrett about the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Within the year. I yeah. Think. Yep. Both of them. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting story. You know, the, like, oh, did was Rhodey the one that was really behind the success of of Double J and not Double J? So, yeah, they didn't really they didn't follow up on it because both guys quit the promotion. Literally the same night, so. Yeah, and um, Jeff Jarrett showing off some good wrestling skills here. We've seen a uh, top rope elbow, um, top rope clothesline. Then we've seen a nice drop kick from him. Um, at a big top rope or middle rope bulldog. Yeah. I mean, this is another reason why, I, I, given I, he's a B-plus guy, you know? Yes. <laughs> um. Definitely one of those guys that are uh, underrated. 
Yeah, he. It, I felt. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's fair to say. You know, when it comes to Jeff Jarrett, like I, I hate to use the term B plus because it sounds so demeaning, but um, upper mid card. Then, if we're gonna talk about booking, like a guy that could challenge for the title a lot. Yeah, you he know, may go on with the like top a three guy, series but he's not challenge. Be yeah. the top guy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and this has kind of proven it. There's a lot of I can't hear the crowd here, but to me, this this match was getting me going. Um, there's some good stuff going on in this match. A lot, a lot of uh, action, fast pace, as far as like Jarrett's taking control and being, you know, on top of the uh, on top of the prey of Diesel, even though he's a bigger competitor right here. And then all of a sudden, Diesel comes firing back with his five moves of doom. See, there you go. Acting like the internet, shitting on his work. <laughs> Five moves of doom. I'm saying in that that in the best way possible. Okay. His signature moves. Okay. Um, and um, he could definitely get the the crowd popped up here. Um, yeah. There was that coolness to him. He he kind of did look like Reno Reigns from Renegade. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas. Yes, he did kind of carry that appeal. One, two, three, after a big jackknife powerbomb, the first clean finish on this special called Diesel on WWF. Home Coliseum Collections, home video Coliseum Collections. 30 minutes, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. Big boot. Right, to Road Dog, just in case any of you are following along here. Timestamp. Yeah, good stuff. Um, this is uh, this is into halfway through the title reign of Diesel, so it's a good showcase of like what what the new generation is looking like and what they're building off of those new generation uh, home Coliseum videotapes, and uh, probably the second in the series as well. Oh, looks like Road Dog's going to get it. Yeah, or the roadie, excuse me. He wasn't the Road Dog at that point. And we're back with, with sweet Stan Lane. Super sweet. Super sweet, stunning, sensual, sexy, <laughs> sultry, silky Stan Lane. What match is next on this? Uh... Uh, I would guess um, King Kong Bundy. Oh, there we go. King Kong Bundy. Look at that. And I'm sure they're going to finish it off with Shawn Michaels because that's one of the uh, bigger feuds of the year leading up from uh, WrestleMania 11, correct? Oh, uh, yeah. You you would be correct. This is a, this is a Coliseum Home Video Classic exclusive, actually. Yeah, this so, wasn't on TV, uh, so this was one of those like dark matches that they had... Uh... They probably did it either before or after a TV taping. I can't imagine the it's new, going very long. Yeah, the new Hogan against uh, the old Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> Where I, there was the, a, it was an interesting story about I, I saw on a shoot interview with Nash years ago. So um, when he was in WCW as like Oz or Vinny Vegas, one of the two. Um, mm-hmm. This is when Bill Watts was running the the, the wrestling site. Um. Nash had done something in a match, and Watts wasn't really thrilled with it, and he walked up to him and literally smacked him in the face, slapped him really hard. You know, just kind of, Watts had a reputation. He would get physical with guys. Like, he, he even though he was an executive, he still acted like one of the boys. And wow. so, uh, according to Nash, and, you know, this, this, I can imagine that there's, you know, some truth to this, but not all of it. But Nash said that he didn't sell it, and he just looked at him, stared at him, and got up and walked away. So in ninety, yeah, I'm cool. in, nope, yeah exactly, no yeah, pretty much. So in '95, during this time, uh, Bill Watts was hired by the company WWF oh. as like a consultant. They were going to put him on the creative team, and he was still very stuck in that like 1970s, 1980s kind of way of booking. So anyhow, he was in charge of a TV taping uh, one night, and the TV taping. Um, the dark match was Diesel and Yoko inside of a cage, the blue cage, mind you, the big blue cage, Diesel and Yoko. And 
it took them like 45 minutes to put this cage up because the first time they put it up, they put the cage on backwards or like inside out or something. Like they put it on the wrong way. And so then they had to redo the whole thing and the crowd was getting restless. So um, it's like late. It's like almost like an hour later in this dark match. Like TV tapings are over. This is the dark match. And so I guess... Diesel was told by Watts, you're going to go 12 minutes in the cage. And match starts. They tie up. Um, Yoko sends Diesel into the corner. As Yoko's going to run into the corner to splash him, Diesel moves. Yoko hits the turnbuckle. Um, does the big does the, the like the falling back spot like he used to where he would like try to grab the air like he was like trying to grasp on so he doesn't fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diesel covers him one two three matches over in like 25, 30 seconds. Nice. Nash goes back through the curtain and Watts is like, "What the fuck are you doing? Who the fuck do you think you are? I told you to go twelve minutes." He was like, "You didn't hear that, audience? Everybody wanted to go home, man." And. <laughs> He was like, he was like, I was just, I was just feeding off the crowd, and Watts was so pissed he couldn't, he couldn't even muster up anything else to say, and he got up and walked away. And Nash said something along the lines of, he's like, you're in, like, you know, I'm the, I'm at the top of the food chain here, motherfucker, <laughs> like, right. like you know, yeah. And so that was the, uh, the, the, the Kevin Nash Bill Watts experience from what I've, from what I've heard. I mean, I. I... I get it though. In that in that situation, like I, I sat through. If you want to go back and listen to an old episode in the archive, um, Retromania bonus episode four, uh, going wrestling. Uh, my my co-host Jimmy and I talk about all the live events that we witnessed growing up, and I witnessed a steel cage match shortly after uh, Starcade nineteen ninety seven. Featuring Sting and Hulk Hogan Ooh, at the Baltimore Arena. That's cool. Uh, took about took about fifteen minutes to set up the steel cage, and the match was about eight minutes long. So uh, yeah, I can I can relate. Um, that was the, the the build, man. It was the anticipation, and I'm I'm as we get that big win there from a big boot from Diesel. He didn't even have to use his five signature moves of Doom, but uh, yeah, like a long night like that going to set up the big showcase between the big behemoths almost like this match you know the entrances are long and it's kind of the anticipation rather than seeing the match um almost in the way that we've gotten recently with uh, matches like brock lesnar and goldberg um you know yeah except you know those matches are a lot more exciting, even even though it's just all the oh, high spots and oh, shit. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, like that Sting Hogan cage match that I saw was even memorable. Like yeah. I, I, I only I only remember it was in a cage, and I was like, "Holy shit, I'm getting to see this!" And it was the setup, and it was over, uh, really quick. And it looks like we got another match here. It's Diesel going one on one with Owen Hart. So wow. This should be a, this should be an interesting match here. Um, yeah, Owen Hart getting a, a title match, a rare title match opportunity here. Yeah, I wonder if this is like, a, like a, another dark match or a superstars taping, um, or maybe even a Monday Night Raw taping. I'm not sure. Um, oh, the no, zone, this is the action zone. That's right. Wow. I'm in the action zone. Wow, Dave, Sun- get into the zone. Sunday more auto zone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Few will remember that. Yeah. There's only about like get seven. Get in the zone! Auto zone. Yeah, there'll be about seven people that will get that reference. So, you know. Well, actually, no, Auto Zone's a pretty big company, right? They, they, they're, but I don't know if they still have that yeah. jingle, you know. But, you know yeah. but who knows? Maybe our demographic doesn't even have a driver's license, so who knows? Uh, right. We haven't done our demo numbers yet. Uh, no, we, we don't have our correct demo, yeah. but I would like to think that everybody is in our key demo. Yeah, yeah. Got to make sure we get the key in. Got to make sure we get the key demo, because that's yes. what that because because that's what they used to you know do back in the day. They all they worried about was the demo. I mean, you know, B- Bischoff would tout over the ratings every single week and be like, "We beat Vince McMahon in the key demo." Said yep. no one ever. 
18 to 35 males or transgender people or whatever you would like to consider yourself in this day's furries, we are your key demo. Who are you? Who is that? Are you Russo or are you a rabbi? You sound like a rabbi. I'm both. Oh. Uh, well, he's kind of Vince Rabu- Russo, the rabbi. Rabuso. Yeah, Rabbi Rabusi. <laughs> oh, swerve, bro. Yeah, definitely a swerve. I was like, where the hell? What, we got a rabbi now on our show? Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I you know, part of my last name, part of my last name's Jewish. Hey, uh, hey, Dave, how do how do my uh, sideburns grow? I don't know. With a swerve. With a swerve. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'll I'll take that over an Owen Hart joke any day. Hasidic Russo. (laughs) Hasidic Russo. Oh, my goodness. We're going to do a a matzo ball soup on a pole match. (laughs) Kosher. He's the kosher champ. Yeah. We're going to have a ladder match. You climb the ladder, you get up top, and you grab the dreidel. Jesus Christ. Gefilte fish on a pole. <laughs> oh, oh my wow. goodness. We can only do that with uh Owen and Diesel here. In the zone. This is an interesting this is an interesting uh mashup because you would think of these guys both being like kind of heel, you know? Um, yeah, well Diesel was a, a baby face Diesel. slash tweener during this time period. Owen was definitely yes, the definitely. heel. Definitely. And I see that Owen is carrying around the black and purple towel that I believe that was the same towel that was used when Martha threw in the towel for Brett in the Survivor Series match. Mm-hmm. Um, so all build up still on the road to WrestleMania 11. Yep. Yeah, we're st- yeah we're definitely on that road. There's no date for this match here. Um, who, who we got coming down the aisle here? It looks like... Uh-oh. I think it is Shawn Michaels. Yes. Confirmed. Hey, how's that doing? Yeah. So uh this was this was this must have been after the Royal Rumble, after uh he had won the the Royal Rumble match. Um as we're building up to him and Diesel. Yeah, this must have been after um Royal Rumble cuz they're yeah. My guess this is uh, this is on the way to WrestleMania, like close. Oh, this has got to be a week's on. Yeah, weeks or a month at best. Ooh. Big Daddy Cool taking a big splash. Yeah, that was was a nice That was dangerous, man. Ooh. That was a cool-looking working punch. Sean had some good working punches. Yes, absolutely. And he's the shitty heel. Um, it's, It's rare that we see... a smaller heel coming into the the forefront of uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Unless they have a manager for, you know, Hogan. This is, you know, this is breaking the mold. Well, Michaels had Sid as the bodyguard. So Michaels had that equalizer in Sid. And I think that... But it's not apparent here. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it depends on when they tape this. Sid Sid was playing softball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sid was... Yeah. Sid was probably... I got... Hey, Vince. Listen. Got a damn softball game, and I'm playing right field. <laughs> That's not a bad I'm Sid. That's not a bad Sid. Because I'm the master and the ruler of the field, uh, the world. If you build it, uh, if you book me, I will not come. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best All right. one. Well, okay, credits. Don't do anymore. That was the best one. <laughs> If you book me, I will not come. I will take your deposit, and I will not come. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a um, what was it? Uh, there's a guy I follow on Instagram. And he uh, he sells action figures. Uh, old, you know, he's got he's got like a, a collectibles toy store, but he sells a lot of the action figures like wrestling, so Hasbro's mm-hmm. and shit like that, mm-hmm. and even the newer stuff now. He's out of like Long Island. Um, he um. I follow him on Instagram. He was supposed to have Sid in his store a couple of months ago to do a signing. And uh, he was warned by everyone, he's going to back out. It's going to, you know, it's going to just be a stupid fucking reason. You know, he's got like some of the weirdest excuses why he can't make an appearance. And um, lo and behold, Sid burned him. And, uh, oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, it's, any it's, excuse? Oh, shit. I'll have to go back and look because he, like, posted the screenshots. I think he even did a video, too. But I want to say it was something to do with um, he, like, 
he like missed his flight or some shit like that and um, didn't really give that great of an excuse for, to the best of my recollection. But um, a couple of weeks Once later, a couple of weeks later, he sold a Sid action figure and I commented on it and I said, um, I said, if I pay you for this toy, is this, is he going to no show my mailbox? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> The guy got a guy got a kick out of it. He liked the comment and sent one of them little like laughing emojis or whatever. But um, yeah, Sid was Pretty one of those good. guys that you know lot was left off the table. Oh, here it is. This is the finish. Jackknife to Owen. One, two, three. Diesel wins again. Because why wouldn't he? It's a Diesel retrospective. I mean, if yeah. he's doing the job, then you shouldn't fucking be producing this shit. You know, big stuff firing up. Yeah, no, showing no. a lot of his build on the way. Oh, never mind. He did a high spot. Look at that. That flying shoulder block. Holy cow. Heck yeah, man. And it looks like they're... Is, it, is this... this oh, it's still the highlight package. Okay. I was mistaken. I thought it was like... Gearing up for the end. Yeah. I think we got one more match. I think, this is, I think this is the last one here with him and Sean from WrestleMania 11. From my hometown of Hartford, Connecticut. Ooh. Yes, indeed. And, and we, it is. we go right into it. There's no entrances. Uh, this is... Uh, we're about 15, 20 minutes into it. Okay. Maybe 10. Maybe 10. How much time we got left on this? So we, uh, we got about 10 minutes left on this uh, This here. It's at 45 minutes and some change. Um, yeah, they uh, they definitely uh, skipped forward. Wow. Oh, yeah. This was the match. I mean, I was always... I always liked the Rockers, and I was always a big Shawn Michaels fan. Um, but I didn't think... That he had, I didn't think he was gonna be like a like a main event guy. Sean, sure. yeah, not because yeah. he didn't have the skill, but at that time WWF was all about the big guys, and so I was kind of I liked Diesel. I was a big Diesel guy, but I was I, I, I was I was rooting for Sean here to win the belt, um, and when he didn't, and the performance he put on, and you'll see it. Um, I was like, man, like he's he belongs. Like after this match, it was like he belongs in the main event, at least for me. Yeah, absolutely. He is. Uh, he's controlling a lot of this pace in the match, mm-hmm. um, which which, you know, at the time we're. Let's go back to WrestleManias. We we see Brett and kind of Yokozuna headline the last two, which is a small guy with a big guy with a slow plotting pace of uh, Yokozuna kind of wearing down Bret Hart with neck holds, uh, sleeper holds and stuff. And this one, the heel is a small, scrappy guy uh, kind of, you know, leading the pace and everything is firing on faster cylinders. And I think that was done because, um, well, let me backtrack here for a second. I think putting Sid with him for this buildup was done to make Michaels a believable threat to Diesel because of the size. Correct. Not because Correct. of Sean's ability, but because of the size. He had that equalizer Correct. in Sid. And I liked the presentation with him and Sid. I was kind of disappointed that it didn't last as long as it did. No. Um, I, I, but it also gives us a backstory because Diesel was his guy before Sid. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Diesel was And then yeah. we go back even further. Uh, Marty was his guy before then. So it's kind of like the story of Sean has always had somebody else. Yeah, Sean's always been with someone else. And Sean has, um, in a sense... Um, and Sherry as, as well. Yeah. Sean was with somebody else and then, you know, something would happen. And, like, he double-crossed Marty. He pretty much left Sherry in the dust. Um he had Diesel for a while. He's he kind of you know he kind of screwed Diesel, um, you know those few times. Um, but the the split from Sid would come from well, it would kind of come from Sean's big mouth. Um, well, it's also his performance here and his loss. Yes, um, in a way where they switched him face after this. Yeah. Um, the and, night after this, he's kind of switched face. Yeah, that's right? what I was kind of getting to. Is that like he his big mouth kind of cost him his his relationship with Sid because you know 
Sean's performance in this match, you you know, even on commentary, Vince McMahon argued like, you know, Shawn Michaels, you know, was so close to being like he's almost the uncrowned champion. I think Lawler even says it. He was like, Shawn Michaels is the uncrowned champion. He should have won that match. And then the next night, Shawn talks about, you know, he came close and he should have won. And there was, you know, the, the referee was out of place and et cetera, et cetera. And then, um, you know, they kind of bring up Sid's role in it, which will, which you'll see later on in this finish. Um, and Sean just says, you know what? Next time when the rematch comes, you could take the night off. And of course, you know, Sid being the unstable character that he is, lays out Sean, and that's how you turn Sean babyface. What did you say? I will take the night off when I choose, and when I think I'm getting booked, and everybody thinks I'm gonna be there, I'll swerve them <laughs> and go to softball. That's when I'll take the night off. <laughs> oh man yeah uh it, it, great storyline though man yeah I and just this. a great great transition from i mean we didn't lose diesel as a face we just gained another face yeah. on the card yeah. i love matches like this that build two guys yeah um and especially with their their past um Man, you could you could go on a rivalry storyline between Diesel and uh, Sean from the year that Diesel arrived until the the year that Diesel leaves. You know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, one thing I notice here as we're watching this, which you don't see ever in wrestling, is look at the amount of photographers that are around ringside. Like, oh yeah, this like, is um, like the ringside yeah. area. There's there's. Multiple. Look, look at this. Look how many people are around ringside. It's it's amazing. I'm pretty sure Aptor is there at this time. I'm sure he Bill was. Aptor from. I'm sure uh, he was. This See? is the time oh, when they were. It. Oh, super kick. This is it right here. So this is the moment where like they feel, or at least you know, Sean's character felt like, and there's Sid, and the referee's down. Okay. And yep, he kind of. This is great, like you said, with the photographers, though, man. It gives you more of a feel of like. This is a sports presentation. It's happening live. It's important. Yeah. It's important, you know? And I think, I, well, I, a lot of the reason why the, why the press was there was because of LT, because of Lawrence Taylor's role in the main event against uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, and because Hartford being only two hours away from New York, um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a New York media was all over this. Um, now, I'm just wondering why... Um, are, uh, when Sid Vicious cut the turnbuckle, he didn't bring out a pair of scissors. I was waiting for a scissors joke. I was trying to fit one in there. I'm glad you brought that up because I was trying to fit one in there <laughs> at some point. <laughs> no, for real. I was like, when you were cutting the promos, I was like, where's the scissor coming in? Like, is he going to, you know, is he going to well, talk about he, bringing scissors to softball? Like, what's We can going wash on? this all away with a squeegee later. Oh, yes. I've heard that story da too. Oh my yeah, goodness! If you guys don't know those stories, uh, look up your shoot interviews about Sid Vicious fights with Arn Anderson and possibly Brian Pillman. What about the What about the story about Sid shitting his pants when he wrestled Undertaker at WrestleMania a couple years later? And and I can see that happening. You ever uh, heard that one? Yeah. Yeah. He shit his pants and wrestled the whole match. How do you not? How okay. do? You, I was like, holy, uh, holy crap! Like, how do you? <laughs> it happens to the best of us, especially when I was eating chili dogs the night before at my baseball game. Softball. My softball game. Sorry. <laughs> Big difference. Big difference. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Good ending though. Good false finish. But oh my god, I hate this jackknife powerbomb that comes up. Diesel said Nash said once in a shoot interview that Sean took Sean Sean took Diesel's finish the worst that he's ever that he's ever taken it. Um, yeah. you, you'll see here. He said that like he he said Sean could have taken my finish without me. Like, like that that's yeah. what it looked like. That was a great sidewalk slam there too, though. Um, like that one. Look at that one. Catching one, three, Sean four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys. Yep. Nine photographers around ringside. That's crazy. It's insane. Or was it I saw? Um, I think I read. I think it was in. Uh, I want to say it was in Shawn Michaels' book, where he talked about this match, and how he was, he was frustrated because of the photographers. At one point, like early on in the match, Diesel dumps him out. Shawn lands on the floor, and there's a photographer literally right there. He steps back, bumps in the photographer, grabs the guy by his jacket, and just drags him. 
don't know if you see. I don't know if you remember that spot. They yeah, didn't show I do. it in this I do recall that. because they condensed the match. But um, oh, here's is this part. This part of the finish. Oh, he totally missed it. Yep, totally missed it. And going into this match too, Michaels was supposed to come down to the ring with Pamela Anderson, but then they did the swerve and she disappeared, and it was Jenny McCarthy, and then Diesel comes out with Pam, and she was end up being Diesel's guy. And um, I missed, yeah, I missed the days when celebrities used to be involved in like the big matches at WrestleMania in terms of like guest timekeeper, guest ring announcer, you know, guest valet. Oh, that's a big boot right there. And what do you what do you think the purpose of Sean missing that corner was? Missing the the spot with the slingshot. Yeah, I think he was. He, probably he just looked tra- like no. I think, I think his trajectory was right on. I think he just he kind of sold it at the last minute for that bottom buckle. I think, like we've noticed throughout this match a lot, he's trying to he's picking up that he's an underdog face. You know. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, there it is. <sighs> that, that's that ugly jackknife. And we are going to have a winner. One, two, three. And it's over. And, I mean, to me, this was match of the night um, on this WrestleMania. Um, I mean, I personally liked LT and Bam Bam Bigelow because it resembled a fight more than a wrestling match. Nick Totoro and Jonathan Taylor Thomas, for those of you out there who do not know who they are. Nick Totoro, television movie star. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was like the number one teenage heartthrob in America at that time in 1995. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor Thomas looks like looks like he could be related to Stan Lane right here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're ending the Diesel at retrospective. Yes, it is over as we see the copyright Titan Sports 1995. Um, this is all done with and. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that was interesting. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. that was a little different. A uh, little spotlight on the year of 1995 and the beginning of Diesel's title run, honestly. Yes. Yes, it was the, the I guess you could say, the 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 better portions of uh, mm-hmm. Diesel's run as the champion. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I had a lot of fun, man. And uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Nick, for uh, requesting this. Keep the request coming, Nick. And uh, everyone else, if you would like to book the territory, too, we'd love to hear your input, man. Um, Just know that if you book Sid, I might not be there because I've got softball. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit you like a shot in the head because I have half the brains that you do. I am the ruler of the World Series of softball. Softball. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank, thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you again, Nick, for requesting this. As always, you can find us on any podcasting app by searching Retromania with a W. Um, find us on Facebook, Twitter, by searching Retromania POD. You can write into us and request at retromaniapodcast at gmail.com and write in rate review share subscribe this is the way it'll grow uh dave where can we find you and then we will sign out of here i had a lot of fun brother thanks man uh kicking out at two facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two uh as well as our twitter handle at kicking out two k-i-c-k-n-o-u-t and the number two like us on facebook follow us on twitter similar retro format we got going on over there just like the retro mania pro wrestling podcast network um we take requests too so uh, by all means uh, slide in the dms and uh, we'll make it happen yes sir all right take care everybody